and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heitland, and every week I'm joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Welcome to season seven and episode two. And we're going to talk about, we were laughing over the title. We're going to talk today about the barrenness of winter, not to be confused, as Heather would say, with the barrenness of winter, which is like, I don't know, the countess of winter or like, I don't know, the, the maiden of winter. We're not, we're like, no, it's the barrenness. I know, it sounds like a Narnia character or something. It's like the white witch or something like that. Oh, so speaking of how are we ladies, how we are deep into 2020 already? My goodness, 2020. Gosh, here we are, Michelle Benzinger, 2020. Can you believe it? I can't believe it, but I am doing well. And so I like 2020 so far. So far, so good. So, you know, bring it on. Let's just see all the grace and barrenness and beauty and all that we have, <laughs> you know, to offer. So, Heather, how are you? Well, you know, 2020, I can't believe it either. Um, it's amazing that we're already here, but uh, it's kind of been kicking my butt a little bit. Like my word of the year is littleness. And that sounds really cute. But at the beginning, I quickly realized, oh, this is not going to be all cute. Like there's like some really humbling situations that are happening right now. So just for an example, because I thought this was quite funny. Uh, so the three of us do videos for people who financially support us on Patreon, if it's $15 a or more a month than we do a little video every month for everybody. So I was supposed to record my video and I had like a cold sore on my lip. So I was like, great, I'm not going to record it with this like thing going on. So I was like, I'll just wait till the end of the week. So right as that cleared up, I wake up the next morning, the last day that I can record. And like why one eye is like totally swollen and half shut. I was like, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And so my daughter, Maria, walks by and she just starts giggling. She's like, Haha, you should see the other guy and just walked away. And I was like, what? Stop making fun of me. Like, this is not good timing for this to happen. And I was like, so littleness isn't so cute. It's actually about growing in humility also. So thank you, 2020. What happened to your eye, dude? I don't know. I had like some little infection or something going on with it. But <laughs> so like some sort of one-eyed person, like a pirate. Did you wear an eye patch? It was, it was not pretty. I was like Rocky Balboa suddenly. <laughs> we needed to get her a patch is what we needed to do and make her a pirate. There was no way to make it better. Heather would make a good pirate. Yeah, it would totally be good. Anyway, as we, re you know, totally digress. Sister, how are you in 2020? <laughs> I'm not wearing an eye patch. That's for sure. <laughs> so things are looking good for you. Yeah, so literally. <laughs> oh no yeah things are good i am learning more and more how to just negotiate time and all kinds of things and sit in the stillness with the lord and i think that's one of the things we were talking about before we started our episode that that in the winter time those things kind of afford themselves a bit more easily because in the summertime we all want to be outside until 10 o'clock at night when the sun sets but there's something very natural about winter which when you think of electricity has really changed our lives like for you know thousands and thousands of years before electricity in the winter time you know daylight was so sparse and you know the, the weather for most people in the north was so cold you know there's only a limited things you could do and the rest of the time you sat by the fire with your family or the people that you lived with and it just it kind of negotiated a different way of living which 
and with our modern technologies kind of changed things. But I was, uh, when I was on my retreat, I was, it was cold. I was in Chicago. I was at Mundelein Seminary and I went for a very long walk along the lake there and just uh, had my big puffy coat on and just was kind of feeling the coldness on my face and just looking at all the, the trees that seemed dead. And just, I was thinking about this very thing of how you know people often talk about after the holidays, after Christmas and New Year's, you know, the, the, the excitement of winter is kind of past and the beauty of the decorations, they've taken them down and, and winter's still around. And it's still going to be for a lot of people a couple more months and the snow is dirty now and you're sick of, you know, scraping the car windshield every morning. And so it's kind of like the lull of winter and kind of what that means for a lot of people. And so, you know, we talk about the winter blues where people just kind of kind of go into a bit of a depression sometimes in the winter and kind of hunker in and kind of what, what's happening there. So we're going to talk about that today and just the what there's a purpose for all things that God uses all things. And we know that, you know, he follows seasons like nature has seasons, lives have seasons and spiritual lives have seasons. So what is God saying to us? And I know Michelle, this is one of your favorite things to talk about is season. So if you want to kind of kick us off about barren, <laughs> barrenness, sorry, I'll, I will, I'll stop laughing by the end of the episode over that, but the barrenness of winter and what God is doing in the barren places. Yeah, I think that's something interesting because it is winter is supposed to bring stillness and it is the area that like, okay, our roots are supposed to go deep. And like we see everything, like uh, one of a really wise spiritual person that I love, you know, she's this amazing Catholic sister. And she always says, you have to pay attention to the natural and the spiritual, Michelle, what is the Lord doing in the natural right now? What are the seasons doing? What are the trees doing? He's in all things, you know, so pay attention. And we have talked about this in previous podcasts, not only to pay attention to our life, but pay attention to the seasons that are going on around us. Like we just entered ordinary time, you know, in the season of the church and you're like, oh, ordinary time. But for some reason, this ordinary time, I was excited to get back into ordinary time, you know, and the church, uh, like the liturgical color is green for growing. Like the, this season is a season for growing. And so even when it doesn't feel like we're growing, we are growing. It's not a season for feasting. Our repentance is a season for growing, which a lot of times growth comes through repentance, but it is a time to stop and reflect. It is a time where we are inside more because it is so, um, cold outside. If you live up North, you know, you can choose to live beyond the Mason Dixon line, but that's okay. (laughs) There's a reason people live in the South, but more than that, it is just a time to really, um, hunker down and say, okay, Lord, what is going on in this season? Where am I growing in this liturgical ordinary time? Because if we pay attention to our lives, the ordinary times encounter with the Lord become extraordinary. They become a time of season. They become a time of a season of growth, a season of rest, and a season of stillness. And I think for me right now, one of the big things the Lord put his finger on at the end of 2019, and he is um, obviously going deeper into this lesson, is my pace like my season of hurry, like I like actually I prided myself on the pace that I kept, even when it wasn't healthy, you know? So where do I create time and space to have like a holy pause, you know, to really Sabbath, to really rest, to really pause. It wasn't that I wasn't getting my prayer in, but the Lord just wants more than that. He wants us to rest in him fully and completely and to really learn how to be and not do. And that doesn't mean that we don't do things, but it means that we learn how to be first in him and that our doing comes out of our being. And yeah, that is just what's been stirring on my heart this winter beyond a lot of crock pot recipes. But yeah, Heather, what about you? Um, Yeah, I think the seasons definitely are a rich 
opportunity for us to understand our spiritual life and our hearts more and our stories more. Um, we have lots of blackberry bushes where I live along the road where I take the dogs for a walk. And I noticed in the winter time, they, they look like they're dead, like they're brown and like you could just crack them and break them. They look so dry and and then all of a sudden when the spring comes, they just sprout up again and they are, I mean, they grow like crazy. If you've ever seen blackberry bushes, they are hard to control. Like they just grow and grow. And there's so many, um, so much fruit that comes there and raspberry bushes. There's so much that comes through along there and it looks impossible. When I was looking at those bushes, I thought this is impossible that these are going to live again, that something is still alive there, even though it looks dead on the outside. And this is a great analogy for me. And there's been times where I've, you know, and still many parts of my life feel very hidden, you know, and they're, they're under the surface. They're not for anybody to see. And I think that's true for, for all of us. We have places that are hidden and sometimes those can aggravate us. You know, they can be like really hard areas for us to maintain because no one can see what's happening there, but to trust God in the places that are hidden, that that is really essential for other seasons of life, that it's what we do in the thing, time that is hidden that matters and will bear fruit that will last. And that's a huge thing that I think most people don't want to go into the hidden places in the way that they should. It's easier to live outward. It's easier to show people what we want to show them or be really, you know, boisterous about the things that are are really fun and visible to see. But what I've realized is that if we aren't cultivating the hidden place, um, then we will not have fruit that lasts, that that's what's going to lead us into the next generation. That's what's going to lead us into decades of following Jesus and truly being transformed and becoming holy is, is to cultivate things in the dry and the still when it's covered up by the snow, when you can't see it, when it looks like it might be dead. Um, and that's also places where we need to have hope, which we can talk about in a little bit. Sister, what are your thoughts? That's true. I, you know, I think it's, it really is true that there's a time for all things and that there truly is a season for all things. And, you know, we have the saying that you have to let things run their course and there's a, there's an ebb and a flow to all things. There's an ebb and a flow to life. There's an ebb and a flow to relationships. Even the most intimate of relationships have an ebb and a flow to them. You know, like the tides, they go in and they come out and things grow and they come to life and then it's, things run their course and then we have to let them go. And I think in my own journey, you know, how many times that, the, the areas where I wanted to hang on to something that had run its course, <laughs> or I wanted to hang on to something. I wanted to desperately cling to a consolation and a, a consolation in the way that I wanted it. And I wanted it to always stay that way. And how life is a continued journey where Christ leads us on this journey. Like even this in the song of songs, the bridegroom comes and he leaves and he comes and he leaves and, and he's growing the heart of the bride. And so in our, in our, in our lives, like in the winter of our lives where like you're both are saying things seem dead and the soil seems quiet and all things seem still. And when we all wonder at times in a relationship or in a ministry or in a life or in a, the hopes and dreams that we have, you know, is this, is this really the end? You know, is this really the end? And the best thing, the best thing that we could do in those places, you know, is to really go into conversation with the Lord and say, you know, first of all, to surrender everything to the Lord to surrender that friendship or to surrender that relationship or surrender that ministry or whatever the desire is. And then to ask him, you know, what, what do I need to be doing here? What's, what's the next thing for me? You know, is it something, do I need to invest in this? Do I need to just let it go? And it's amazing of how the Lord will speak to us in these areas so that the natural due process of things can come to pass because we thwart future growth when we cling on to the past. 
you know. And so allowing the Lord to come in these places and and to sit in the uncomfortableness because it's uncomfortable to be cold. Like nobody likes to be cold. It's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sit in the coldness or the stillness or the pain of those things. But yet in that is a great secret of life. That's a great secret of wisdom in those things where Jesus comes to speak to us. And I think like listening, like allowing the Lord to take those secrets and seeing what he is teaching us, seeing what he is like stirring and cultivating in our lives. And I know for me, like one of the big things is, like my word for the year is romance. And he has just like Heather was saying, like littleness, like I'm like, okay, romance, Lord, you're packing a punch with this, but it's also bringing things to the surface that I'd rather not look at, you know, like when the barrenness of the trees, you can see further, you know, because like I can see my neighbor's yard really well now because in the spring there's like tons of trees and it covers it and everything. But in the winter, everything is barren. So you can see further. Mm -hmm. And it's like the Lord is showing me, okay, let's see further into your heart. And one of the things that he was just teaching me was about receptivity and I was praying about it my holy hour and I was like praying like you know and I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me like what's the opposite of receptivity I'm like rejection and the Lord was like putting his finger on something and I couldn't quite understand what he was saying and then I realized he said no it's not rejection it is being tolerated you know, when you just tolerate the gifts that I gave you, that is not true receptivity. He said, when you don't receive with bold openness, but with tolerance, it communicates you will endure other people mm. that you're an, that these people, the gifts that I've given you are an item on a checklist to be dealt with, but not a person to be received or a gift to be beheld that I have given you. And I was just like, ouch, like, mm. ouch. And I just started like, it, it makes me tear up now. I just started tearing up like, I'm so sorry, you know? But like, because we think we're, like we said before in an earlier podcast, mm. you think you're doing fine. You know, like our, like Father Mike Schmidt said at SLS, I'm fine. I'm good. Mm. Like, you know, I'm doing this. And the Lord's like, nope, let me unclothe you, you know, right now. Let me bear this to you. Let me let you see your true bareness. And where this is where you're like, ouch, I just want to grab those, you know, fig leaves and cover this up. And the Lord's like, no, let me reveal this to you in love and say like, okay, like I want to romance your heart in deep ways and those around you. And so I need to reveal these things to you. And so, and for me to hold them tenderly as he reveals them to me and for me to allow my heart to be transformed in that tenderness and to take the next step, you know, in this where mm. I can see all the yuck, even when I don't. And for me, I want to hurry this season along really quickly, like hurry it up. Can we microwave this? But you can't, you just sit in it with him, which is hard. Mm -hmm. You sit in the stillness, you sit in the mm -hmm. tenderness, you sit in the uh, the loving correction and see how he's going to transform it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Michelle, you and I had a little chat. A sister was away on retreat and we just had a little chat about um, the consistency of being with the Lord and being open to moments like that and responding to the things that are hard, that that is what cultivates a, a real disciple. And it's not something that you can hurry up, you know, and there's mm -mm. a lot of people that want to be on a platform or in a certain place, like very, very quickly. And they're just not ready for it. Like those kind of things would crush them because they haven't had the character cultivated through these times of barrenness or through the refinement or whatever of, of the fire of God. God's love. And that only comes with time. It only comes with 
obedience. And that obedience needs to be not just in the times that are fun, not just in the times that are exciting where we can see, you know, in the spring things bursting forth or in the summer we're having pool parties, you know, I mean, think of that in a spiritual way. Like those are all really exciting, fun adventures that we can have with God. But it also is the obedience of the times of quiet when you can't Mm -hmm. see. And that takes a trust in the heart of God that he is good. We talk about this all the time, but our obedience to him isn't just because he's good. You know, he is our home. Like Mm -hmm. he is, he is our Lord. Like if we really are followers of Jesus, then he should be our Lord. So our obedience to him needs to go beyond the feelings. And I think winter is a great time to think about that because, you know, we look outside, there's not a lot of fruit anywhere. We just have to trust that it's going to come. And, and the obedience of doing the right thing when you can't see the fruit quickly, um, I think is essential for us as followers of Jesus and disciples of him. And I was talking to my spiritual director, Father Justin, about some of these things within my own life. And he, he was just saying, I said, I was being triggered and all of this stuff was going on. And I was just doing the solid work of like, nope, I'm not going to make an agreement with that lie. I'm going to do this. Jesus, I'm choosing you. I want to invite you into this place that I'm being tempted or triggered, you know, to think a certain way or desire something that's a bit off. And, and I said, and then all of a sudden it was like, things just changed. You know, Mm -hmm. suddenly I said to him, what, what is going on there that things just change so like quickly? And he said, it didn't change quickly, Heather. He said, this was the work of you doing it every day and every moment by moment, making the decisions to be disciplined and agree with the truth of who God is and allow him to come in. He said, your strength is your weakness you know, Mm. and that's where God is cultivating this good fruit. And he said, you didn't give the enemy anywhere to go. And it's not, I'm not saying this because yay me. It was like, uh, for me, it was okay, honey, you can get a gold star. We'll, we'll say yay you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, for me, it was an incredible encouragement because I have really been trying Mm -hmm. to choose the next right thing without being able to see very far, without being able to have a lot of fruit. And it's been really painfully hard. Like there's been an incredible amount of suffering for me over the last couple couple of years of like, I'm just, I don't even know what to do. I can't see two feet in front of me. I'm just going to choose you, Jesus. And what I can see is the next right thing. And, and it took a long time to start to see the fruit, you know? And, and I think that's often like another analogy would be like doing muscle work. If we've injured something, it's like the little, you go to physiotherapy, it's like the little tiny movements that are actually going to pay off in the end to heal everything. So the little things matter. And obedience in the quiet and in the stillness matters a lot, even when you can't see it. That's some profound spiritual truth you just dropped on us, Heather. That's true. That that's And that's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works. And there is no other way around it. That is exactly how it works. And I think of, you know, recently in the readings for Daily Mass, we read the story of Hannah, who is literally barren, <laughs> you know, from the first book of Samuel. Uh-huh. And she has come to a point in her life where she... There, there is no other help for her other than God. She has no other option. Uh-huh. And now she's being reviled by her husband's other wife. And I mean, she's, you know, she's, she's ashamed that she's barren. Like just all the things where she just goes to the Lord and even risks Eli, you know, the priest in the temple, his, you know, kind of scorn of her thinking she's drunk. And she's like, I'm not drunk. I'm just brokenhearted. And I'm bringing my prayer to the Lord. And she just doesn't stop. She doesn't stop and she doesn't stop and she doesn't stop. And um, in her heart for the Lord, in her heart of pouring out her heart in deep honesty before the Lord, 
you know, the Lord gives her the deepest desire of her heart. And she, she is obedient to her promise that she would give him, you know, the firstborn son or the first child who's become Samuel, who anoints David. And after that, God lavishes her with children. I love that story. She didn't just have one kid, like God lavished her. And I, I just think that's such a great testimony for us, especially as women, where we have those barren places and maybe, and maybe it's physically barren, or maybe it's a mentally, emotionally, or relationally barren or spiritually barren where, where we come to the place where God is our only hope. There is no other, there is no other help. There is no other hope than God himself. And we go before him, my dear sisters, and we get on our knees and we plead and we pour our heart out for him day after day, after day, after day. And he hears our prayer and he receives us there and he gives us back the seed of hope, you know, the seed of hope. And I, I was listening to a documentary where this guy was talking about this, the demise of his marriage and just the destruction of his life. And he said he hit rock bottom and he was telling a friend of his, like, he just feels like a little dried up pile of nothing. And that he's just going to be blown away by the wind. Wow. And his friend looked at him and said, you know, right now that your life is in destruction, but there's a, there's a seed. And wherever there's a seed, something can grow. There's nothing so dead in life that God can grow something out of it, you know. And so wow. I just think in our barrenness, you know, what's all, all, often covered in shame. But just to go before the Lord and just to speak our heart to him, he he loves us, and He's not dismayed by it, and He longs to receive our places that are barren so He could bring us His life. It was so beautiful when mm-hmm. I was praying with the Lord, and He just revealed, you know, that truth to me and a couple other truths, and I just felt exposed, like, because when, and He was doing it so tenderly in prayer, but you still feel like there's the, still the feeling of, you know, like you're being exposed, like this area, you know, but He was so tender and so good, and I just opened up to the book I was reading, and it was Julian of Norwich, and it was so beautiful because even in our barrenness, God clothes us. Like he was showing me, I clothe you. I'm taking away your fig leaves, but I am clothe you. And it was this quote. It says, for just as the body is clothed in its garments and the flesh in its skin and the bones in their flesh and the heart in its body, so too are we soul and body clothed from head to toe in the goodness of God. You know, and it was just such mm. like it. W- I was just love reading that. those words and it washed over me like I'm clothing you in my love. You know, so these areas that you feel exposed are not, you know, are not exposed. These are areas of freedom. You know, these are areas where you're taking off shackles and chains and I am clothing you with a robe of your true identity. So don't feel barren, feel freedom. You know, like that is the invitation that he always is extending is this invitation to beauty, the invitation to truth, the invitation to more goodness. You know, it's a, this beautiful exchange. He takes our weakness and our brokenness and our ugliness and messiness, and he exchanges it with his truth and beauty and goodness. And he will never be outdone in generosity. And like you were saying, sister, with Hannah or abundance, you know, mm-hmm. and I oftentimes a friend of mine, this it tears me up. She lost her husband. Um, he is a um, military, military wife. She's lost her husband. She has this beautiful jar and it says a jar full of tears, you know, because she, she said, I will sow, you know, in glory and joy what I've sown in tears. And she's like, mm. I know the Lord will use all of this, you know, mm. all these tears. And she said, and every time I forget, I look at the jar, you know, Lord, you know, you're storing up these tears for a storehouse of abundance. I know. And I have to trust in that. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. I think one of the things that the enemy likes to do in these times is to tell us that we're alone, 
that we're the only one that's experiencing mm. barrenness or we're the only one that is lost, that we're too far away, that something is too dead to be raised up again. And that's just a flat out lie, you know? And if you're experiencing that, I just want you to know, friends, you are not alone. All three of us have been journeying through deep places of pain, deep places of barrenness, you know, of hard ground or whatever. And God is continuing to work in those areas in our life. You know, we may not talk about them all the time. I think there's a certain amount of discretion that's appropriate when you get into the deeply vulnerable places that we may not need to talk about it on a podcast as it's happening, but it will unfold as our stories unfold. I've been so proud of you both, Michelle and sister. I've been so proud of you for the ways that you've pressed in, in the hard seasons, you know, and the seasons that have been dry and hidden and um, just how you've continued to cling to the Lord when you can't see uh, any further. It's been so encouraging to me as I do that in my own areas of life. And so I want to encourage, you know, our listeners to just like share these stories with one another. Don't be afraid to tell a close friend, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm in a winter right now. Like, will you pray for me? Will you pray for hope in my heart and trust to be there that I can trust Jesus, that he is still working, even though I can't see it. And, you know, if you feel like you're lacking those friendships, then just continue to hear these stories that we're sharing with you of our own journeying. You know, you are not alone in that place. God loves you and you are not beyond. It's not just for a few. It's for you as well. Oh, gosh, that's such a tender. That's a tender thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very tender thing. Mm-hmm. So, dear friends, this week as you, as you journey, uh, just to be very tender and kind to those barren places, uh, knowing that the Lord is there uh, with you and that... Um, all shall be well. In the end of St. Julian says, like, all shall be well. That this is a season and this passes, and this is not the end of the story, but a necessary part many times of things we must pass through so new things can grow. So if we allow that growth to take place, God continues uh, in all seasons to do wonderful and beautiful things. So, well, my dear sisters, shall we talk about our one thing for the week, my dear? Heather Kim, would you like to share with us your one thing? Yes, I have two, two one things. I thought of them both as we were talking. I had one and then, you know, I was inspired by Michelle. No, <laughs> just a line from a song just as we were talking just came up and I thought, oh, dang, I love that song. So two songs. One is um, a, a song by Bethel, which many have heard before called You Make Me Brave that Amanda Cook sang. But there's an acoustic version by Josie Buchanan that I'm going to post on our website in the show notes. And it's just beautiful. I sometimes like the loud versions of songs just are a bit too much for me. Like I'm just kind of a more calm person. So I love these acoustic versions. It just speaks to me all over again. And then there's another song by Cody Carnes called Nothing Else, which is one of my favorites. It's been on repeat a lot. I love that song. It's a wrecking ball like to your heart. It's so good. But the one line that was just reminded me of this conversation, he just says in there, I'm not here for blessing. Lord, you don't Mm -hmm. owe me anything. And, and I think just to remember that God is good. He's so, mm-hmm. so good. We can just come to him with it all. And just to worship him in these, you know, quiet times is the right response because he's good. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what's your one thing? Well, in tradition of Heather, I can't let her outdo me. I have two one things, but that's okay. I thought you were going to say you have three one things. <laughs> no, I will do it. But actually, it was a song that I put on um, a playlist that I shared, that romance playlist for our listeners. Mm-hmm. And it, But it's an old school song. It's Jenny Owens, but it's like, I'll walk through the fire if you want me to. And so, but that whole idea of like, you know, 
I'll walk to the fire if you want me to. Like whatever you ask, I will do it. I will go. I won't be afraid, like we were talking about, of walking through the refiner's fire. I will mm-hmm. do it because I know that the beauty that you're producing is much more powerful than the pain I'm enduring in this small season. You know, the beauty Amen. that you're producing is internal and enduring, and I need to walk through it and that he's always good and tender. And the other thing is, as I have to say, I've mentioned it before, but um, it is endow study on Edith Stein or St. Teresa Benedicta. I am like, we really working through it. I've gone through it once, like just, and then now I'm going back through it a second time. And I'm just amazed by the study. Like I am really amazed. It is written by, um, Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell, who I become a really big fan of and I haven't met her, but I will. Um, so I'm just like really impressed with her whole, um, study of Edith Stein and what she really has, especially for all of us, but especially for women, her whole, um, take on a woman's soul, her whole take as God, as the divine artist, you know, I'm eating that up with the a spoon and a fork and a knife because it is so rich and so good. And I'm a big fan. It's a really beautifully written. It's very rich in content. Um, a lot of theological content, but beautiful and so good. Sister, what about you? Oh, I like you guys. Mine's really actually pretty, pretty trivial. I've like <laughs> come to the table with some like, okay, so I don't live in a place that has a Trader Joe's. Can we just say that? I don't live in a place. So I recently. <laughs> okay, sister, tell them about when we were in Baton Rouge. We like, we would like took a field trip to Trader Joe's and you would think that we were like country mouse, city mouse. Look at this. Look at this. I mean, we were so excited to be in Trader Joe's. They're like, y'all, y'all don't get out much, do you? Um, yes. Yeah, so I recently had the opportunity uh, to go to Trader Joe's and my, my desk, I'm laughing because my desk is to cover with Trader Joe's things. I know it's so trivial in comparison to what you guys just shared, but I just, I just like Trader Joe's. There, there you go. That's my one thing. All right. Keeping it real, Keeping girl. it real. We all love Trader Joe's. I don't even have Trader Joe's in Canada. Okay. I topped you all. It's, you know, nor, nor Target. I live in a barren land. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. So we want to remind you, dear friends, that uh, our Lenten book study that we announced last week is The Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nowen. And that's going to kick off Monday, February 24th. So you want to get that book, grab your girlfriends, just, you know, get on it. We've got discussion questions. It's, it's really a great. Or guys, guys are welcome to join too. And so we, we had so many people at SLS say, I'm what all the guys come up to and say, I'm one of the guy closet listeners. I'm one of the guy closet listeners. A lot of our priest friends, I was amazed at how many priests came up to us and said that they listened. So you are. It's so sweet. It was. We love them. You are so welcome here. But go ahead, sister. Mm -hmm. Grab the guys, grab the girls, grab the fam. Like gather around, you know? So, um, and if you, if you buy the book, if you buy the book through our link, we're going to give you a link to buy the book through Amazon. And whenever you do it, when you buy it through our link, uh, biting together receives a little bit of a, a portion of generosity from you. So that helps us help you. So if you could do that, that'd be wonderful. So return of the prodigal son, Henry Nowen, that's going to kick off Monday, February 24th. You're not going to want to miss this Lenten book study and all the wonderful things that we have for you on season seven. So thank you, dear friends. It has been a wonderful treat to spend time with you. And we just uh, ask the Lord to speak to you in the deep places and the quiet places uh, in the winter places or um, all should be well. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. 
Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy. So thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization and donations are tax deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.